Are you ready? So my name is Reina de la Cruz and I am the CEO and founder of my business, Sirena Secret, where we cater to the natural community seeking luxurious wellness care who are often dissatisfied with the inadequate selections in the market. Our product takes a mindful and transparent approach to bring healing through ethically sourced and clean ingredients. Basically, our aim is to support your personal transformation while keeping true to sustainable practices. Do you remember Was he the computer teacher? The computer teacher, yeah. I'm gonna have to bleep the name out, guys. Bleep the name out. But yeah, because I don't want, I don't want his name going on record. But yeah. Word. Okay, I bring that up because to this day I remember this time in class, and I just think about where you are now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about now. I don't know if you I remember have no this. I, nah, I don't remember. You're gonna have to retrace my memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a day. Um, for some reason you didn't do the homework. Yeah. Right. Um, and he gets heated at us. Yeah. And he gets heated at you. And there's only five of us in this little class. And you're the only girl in the class. Yes. Um, and then I remember these words, Raina, because you would not stop repeating them. Um, because you were mad. No, no, no. Because he, is what he said. Mm -hmm. And you were so mad about it. He said, um, you would have done it if you were one of the boys. Oh. You remember that? No, I don't. You don't remember that? I don't. Jeez Louise. I hope I'm not making that up, bro, because I just remember going like, damn, um, in the corner of the class. And then I remember you going off on him for real. I probably did. You know what I'm saying? I probably did. You went, you went off on a lot of people. Now, okay, I don't want to say you went off on a lot of people in high mm -hmm. school. It's not like you didn't go off on nobody who didn't deserve it, I think. Right. You know what I mean? You're always a respectable person, but mm -hmm. I bring it up because I think about just the trajectory of where you've been at. You went from, like, you left Notre Dame to go to LHS, you mm -hmm. went to PC, and you dropped out, and now you got this fantastic business. You mm -hmm. got your own store, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're actually in the store right now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Everything you see in here is in shop stuff. Um, and damn, I've been talking for that long now, but my, my question is sort of, when did you... You've been entrepreneurial since high school. Yes, I have. What was your first business and what were what were you going through or what was going through your mind when you started your first business? So my first business was Beauty by Reina. Um, I used to be a makeup artist. I was a makeup artist for about three or four years while I was in high school um, up until I went to college, my freshman year of college. And what was going through my mind all the time was that I... I get sick of authority. Like, mm -hmm. I have a problem with authority. I have a problem with people telling me what to do. Yeah. Um, hence why I always had those problems with those teachers. Yeah, our high school in particular was very... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just going back to high school, it was such a weird experience. And, like, mm -hmm. the sisters and everyone just being on top of you all the time. And it was just... It was always so crazy. And I am a very free spirit <laughs> and mm -hmm. having those people always try to like dim your light and I've found myself in every every place that I go to every institution that I go to um they try to dim my light mm -hmm. and you know just to go back on that um after I did the makeup and after you know I went to college and I dropped out of college I found myself as a teacher because I was in school for for teaching and I strictly remember this conversation I had with my director at the time at this um, at this preschool. Yeah. And I was like, you know, hey Mel, um, is there anything you think I can work on? And she was like, oh, um, 
you know, like, put on a mantra, you do everything that you need to do, like, you do your work so well, you always stay after, you do, you do, you exceed my expectations, but you're too happy. You're too happy? You're too happy. Alright, alright. And I found myself taken back by it because, you know, I... I just always try to be a very optimistic and, you know, I leave my bags of shit at the door whenever leave, I walk into anywhere. You leave your bags of shit at the door. Yeah. I can choose to pick them up when I walk out, but sometimes, mm. like, you know, the janitor will clean it up afterwards. Yeah. You don't want to make a mess for the janitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I leave my bags of shit at the door and... That's a good metaphor for mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else got to clean it up. Somebody else clean it up. Yeah. I don't want to bring it into my, to my workplace, especially... And so I just remember being taken back by that moment because she's like, well, you're always going to be up here when the people around you are going to be down here. And you're always going to um, make them feel inferior? like inferior. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought about, I think about that moment often, right? As I navigate as an entrepreneur, as I navigate through many social circles, through many... Um, programs of business like you know i think about myself and she's she was just like oh you know i'm not saying to tell everyone that you cry in your car but like let them know you have a bad day too mm-hmm. and my thing is like it's bold of people to assume that you don't have a bad day when that's just the human experience i get that yeah yeah it, it's almost it feels very selfish it's like yeah. be can you be considerate of other people's feelings um like and it's almost like in a, it's just a weird way to ask somebody to be considerate of other people's feelings exactly you be know? less happy yeah 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 that's funny man damn yeah. but you were saying okay. yeah i just um i've always found myself in those positions especially then in all these institutions and um, just in the entrepreneur world as well, because it's not easy and, um, it gets very tricky, uh, navigating through the world as a woman and like as a minority and you see the people that are around you are like the white men, the CEOs and, mm-hmm. um, just remembering like my personality is what gets me everywhere and it's mm-hmm. what creates all of these opportunities for me because if you're not I don't even want to say optimistic, if you're not delusional in this entrepreneurial world, then you're not gonna know where. You then you gotta be a little delusional. You gotta be a little delusional. Okay. You gotta you gotta be crazy enough to think you can change the world because those are the people that change it. Okay, okay. What was your delusion then when you when you were starting okay, so hold on. You went mm-hmm. from went from makeup be- artist to um, teacher elementary special education teacher okay to sirena secret okay to let's pop market to manager of a brewery right now all right okay okay i want to step back at the at the um delusional about sirena secret then the fact that you know, it started off... Do you want a little story of how it started? I love stories. Okay, okay, I right? Stories. I write them for yeah, living. Yeah, so here we are. It's my sophomore year of college at PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember always writing in my notes, like, I'm so unhappy here. I don't fit here. Like, they're trying to put me into this bubble. They're mm-hmm. always trying to... Um, what it felt like when I was there, like, 
I was always just trying to go, and there's always just a blockade. Like, there was always resistance. There's always so much resistance. And I, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, you know, when I was there, they had a lot of problems in the education um, Oof, yeah. department, you know. That was the whole, the whole thing. These scandals would come out in the newspaper <laughs> talking about, like, they they purposely push out people of color of their education um, program. program. And I found myself being in that position. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh my gosh, every time you try to move forward, you're just hit with this resistance. And so when the pandemic came around, um, you know, it's March. They're like, yeah, go home for spring break. You guys are going to come back in two weeks. Two weeks turned into how many months? It was... Oh, the COVID thing? The COVID thing. Yeah, I forgot. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so crazy. We were gone for five days and they were like, yeah, you're not coming back. Yeah, exactly. So in those in those times, I'm like, yo. I forget you started it during COVID because I feel like you've been doing this forever. You know what yeah, I'm I mean, I'm pushing three years this year. Yeah, yeah. In a couple months, it's been three years, and that's a whole other story. But um, yeah, yeah. Going back to like leaving school uh, during the the pandemic, I'm like, I'm not focused on these these lessons plans i gotta write i'm focused on like yo people are dying <laughs> like uh -huh. people are dying life is chaotic we can't even go to the grocery store like how do you think i can care about educating mm -hmm. children right now like they're not learning you know yeah, and yeah. i'm a very hands-on tactile person so i found myself like I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm very upset with everything. Mm -hmm. um, I love to be in person. And I made the worst or like the biggest nightmare for immigrant parents. I told them I was going to drop out of school mm -hmm. as a first generation student. And so my parents were livid. Like they were so livid with me, but I was like, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. Like I'm gonna do something. I know you had a plan. You know, I you always have something on my. You sleep. always have a plan. You feel me? Like I, <laughs> I just be having these these different skills that I have, you know. And um, I literally remember like everyone's home during the pandemic. Restaurants are closed. Nobody knows how to cook online, and I'm like. Let me just start making these little videos cooking in my house. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I started just cooking and, like, teaching people how to cook. So I built this following on TikTok, and then I make them a hair growth recipe. Because wow. I I couldn't get my products from DR that I usually get because with this whole thing going on, there's no import, there's no export, there's nothing happening. So I read the um, ingredients on the bottle of, like, hair growth oil that I usually use and i just made my own that's crazy okay and so i post a recipe and everybody's like we're too lazy to make this why don't you just bottle it and sell it <laughs> and so i'm like you guys yeah. want me to bottle this and sell this like yeah. are you sure so i did a couple polls on instagram i already had a pretty good following because of when i did makeup mm -hmm. i've always had like a good um audience of people that already supported me so i go ahead and i start looking up bottles i start looking up ingredients like amazon's still working so i just started ordering my shit on amazon mm -hmm. and fast forward like i'm sitting down my macbook is like i can see like half the screen but i made a whole logo on photoshop yeah. i never used photoshop ever before in my life yeah. this is where we throw in my my logo right here but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. this is where we throw up the logo but it's i made this it's gonna mermaid. cover both our faces literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i made this mermaid because i'm like yo when have you ever seen a mermaid with an afro 
Uh-huh. And so I just like see that now. Like one day I was just chilling. When is the new when is the new mermaid movie coming out? The Little Mermaid, I think it comes out this summer. Sometime this summer. Valid, I bet. Yeah. You caught you, you you did it first. So I'm soaked. I'm soaked. I'm already hyped for that. Every time I see it in the in the theater, the little preview, I'm like, yeah, I'ma watch that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> going back to that, I made my my logo on a broken computer, like I was, I didn't even have, like, a place to stay at because I was living at school. So then I came back, and I'm, like, sharing a room with my sister in her bedroom. I'm living out of a suitcase. And I I launched, yo, because every college student gets it. Like, yo, once you leave, like, the nest, your parents... I'm still on a suitcase-to-suitcase basis. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You just pack up, got your life in there, and you go whenever you go. You go when you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um... You were working off a broken laptop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're you're working in this office space and you do a lot of things by hand. Mm-hmm. You're a very crafty person right I now. Am. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? How do you manage to be um so resourceful? So I would definitely say, um it did come with the process too, you know. I was met with a lot of obstacles, especially when we first launched. Um I used to cook the products. Like I used to cook rice in this huge olja up there like i used to cook everything blend everything um it's really like it was such a family effort mm-hmm. um because i didn't have my workshop until a yeah. year after i started my business and so my brother let me use the den in his loft and so like i set up these these racks and i mm-hmm. like i had all my machinery in there and like slowly gradually i started buying stuff like mixers and um dispense like product dispensers but before like my grandpa would slice all the aloe my wow. mom would help me cook everything we would be up until like three in the morning making these hair masks and then they would already be sold It'd be by the time like- we finished that's crazy. That's crazy. And so it became this whole thing that everybody wanted to see in a secret. Everybody wanted to see in a secret. And it just like, it blew up so crazy within the first year. And within that first year, I made $26,000. Making something at home. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? And so like, it, it's crazy how much knowledge you can acquire just off of things on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. like people... I mean, when times are tough, you resort to whatever you need to resort to. But I think people underestimate the amount of knowledge that we have just in our hands. Yeah, on the internet. On the internet. Mm-hmm. And books, too. I mean, herbal medicine, like, that's that's the path that, that folks got to get into. Because it's like, whatever's on the shelves right now, it's not working. Thanks for watching Character Development. If you've enjoyed the show so far, make sure you like, sub, leave a comment. Turn on the bell for the, the, the notifications. Leave a rating, five stars. Do whatever you got to do to help us work that algorithm. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the original names for this podcast was The Digital Days. Yes, which is, you told me. Yeah. yeah. Which is taken by like 50 people. Oh, snap. You know what I mean? And I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's sort of the idea behind that was sort of like behind like the internet age, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We grew up in an era or we're growing up in an era where the internet is making a lot of things accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's making a lot of things possible. Yeah. Has it, how has the difference been using social media for your personal life as compared mm-hmm. to your business life? Okay. Um, I was thinking about this earlier too. Um, 
because I was looking at my bio on Instagram, like my personal Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm like, my bio is so specific to me compared to other people. I feel like I use my platform as the influencer that I am. Are you are you, are you saying you use it like you're your own influencer? I so, think I am, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, well, I, I consider myself an influencer. Yeah. Um, fun fact, I'm in this program called Entrepreneurs Forever. It's kind of... Um, is that not the same thing as E4All? No, it's different, different than E4All. I'm going to ask you about that, but please yeah, tell me yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, It's different than, um, entre- than E4All, but um, it's a great program. You meet with other entrepreneurs in your cohort, and you kind of just have like a therapy session with each other every month. You mm-hmm. go through um, basically just a check-in sheet. You talk about how's your mood with your business right now. Wow. Um, what are some aha moments that you've had within the last month? What's a problem that you're facing? Mm-hmm. And then there's three actions at the at the bottom. Like, so within 30 days, I want to focus on finance. I want to focus on growth. I want to focus on talent, um, education, cash, whatever it is. But you kind of just get together and you deep dive and problem solve with each other. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm in these programs with like older folks, younger folks. I think I'm the youngest person in all of these programs, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, but just the fun fact was because they made us take a personality quiz. Okay. It's called the DISC assessment. The DISC assessment. Yes. And so basically, um, my personality came out overall as influencer. So there's like D-I-S-C. And some of them are like, you're very cognitive or you're yeah. very... Um, you got to pay for that? So there's like a free version, but they paid for it. They did pay for it because one of the things that they wanted in the program was people who are um, easy to to work like in a team. And so they they really wanted to get people who and obviously they tested it. They wanted to get people who they would see would grow from the program. So you have to be like your brain has to be at least a little malleable for you to be in the program because the idea is for you to be in this program for three years and they kind of just guide you along the way of your entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. So I got influencer, which everything just seemed right because I'm not like a statistical person. I'm not with the math. I'm way more artistic and creative versus like numbers yeah. and and stats and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel so, you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So the influencer, definitely I consider myself an influencer. But to your question that you asked originally. Yeah, the the um, business per versus personal use yeah. of the internet. I think that um, with my personal, I just like to emphasize my business through me. Like, I like to be the face of my business because I've learned. And a lot of times, um, like, when you're in business, you'll learn that branding is so important. And I am the brand. Like, people would rather see my face than see a bottle. Cause they want to see who's the personality behind it. Yeah. Who's the, who's the, who's the, the, the soul behind the. That's why we do video. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. Cause it's definitely it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You'll see like even if you look at the insights and the analytics on my um, posts on my Instagram, on uh, Sirena Secret Instagram, you'll see that every video that has me in it. Is just way more jumping than any other yeah, yeah. any other post that I make. Mm-hmm. People yeah. support the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about like I've always hated social media, real talk, mm-hmm. because I just know why I 
I get on it and I'm addicted to it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I can't get off of it. Yeah. But once I'm using it much more in, intentionally, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I feel so much more at ease and healthy because mm-hmm. it's not mindless. And I feel like it's the mindlessness mm-hmm. that gives me any anxiety, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. about being on um, the internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, that's a cool-ass program, the Entrepreneurships Forever. Yeah, Entrepreneurs Forever. Did that come about through your experience in E4All? Yeah, okay. so actually, um, they work a lot with the alumni because they're less of a hands-on program. Okay. So they kind of just pick up all the alumni from um, E4All mm-hmm. and they guide them throughout the rest of the experience. Because basically, like once you do E4All, you're still connected in the network and you, you know, you meet up with your um, cohort quarterly, but you're kind of like you're not there for um, support anymore. Like, you support each other so often, every so often, but you're not getting, like, any hands-on, like, you know, here's my problem that I have, and maybe you have a similar problem, or maybe you have a lawyer for me, or maybe you have a social media... It's more like friends. Like, like business it's friends. friends. It's friends. And, yeah. I, and I've explained it to my other friends before um, who are also entrepreneurs, because sometimes, like, I have... A shitty ass week like mm-hmm. in business but my friends don't understand that i understand yeah you know yeah, yeah. your friends are not gonna understand that no i'm sorry i can't go out like i have deadlines to me like i have work yeah. that i need to get done a lot of sacrifices going to yeah lots um even family time yeah. like no i can't be there right now even when i used to do makeup I would be saying Happy New Year with a brush in my hand because I'm still doing someone else's makeup because that's that's my job. Yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? So a lot, a lot of times I find myself not even eating dinner with my family. And that, that also has to come with boundaries because one thing is like business, you need to learn your boundaries. Because it'll... Explain. What do you mean by that? Because... Tell <laughs> like Drewski for a second. What I'm do you mean hip, by that? I'm hip. Because... You'll end up giving your all to something to make it succeed. And that's a problematic because... No. Because you're not focusing on life too much. No, that's fair. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that. Yeah. Because I'm like you. And they're like, I'm always doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether when it was working on the book, when I was making music, working on tapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now even recording this podcast, man, it's sort of like... I had to check myself the other day where we were about to go in to record HRL's episode. Um, but then I got on the road yeah. and I had to get off the road. Because mm-hmm. then I called man and I'm like, yo, bro, reschedule for tomorrow. I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because that whole week prior too, I was just overwhelmed. I was, I was doing it to myself, yeah. really. That, you know what I'm saying? Because you just have that drive and you don't want to stop. But it, mm-hmm. it comes at, at such a cost. Yeah to one's health so like this 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 support network doesn't just seem like it's not just a business support network Mm -hmm. it's an emotional support network absolutely how much more like what how stressful we talked about the sacrifices and stuff but like on a day-to-day what is going through your head like Mm -hmm. in terms of you know like emotions and thoughts and like how are you how are you managing you know what i'm saying what is your process I wish I had, like, a clear, beautiful answer for nah, you that I could give to everybody, but this shit is not easy. I work mm-hmm. 24-7. I work 24-7. And um, I have these conversations with my wellness coach, too, and I'm like, 
I'm in the shower and I'm thinking about I gotta get bottles, I gotta ship out this order, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I'm constantly answering emails, like, yeah. and that's the thing, like, um, you can't just be accessible when people want you to be accessible, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things about business. People want to know, especially with this, um, this this era that we live in. You can order on Amazon. Everything comes like that. That shit comes tomorrow. But I... The SD card that that is being recorded on came today and I ordered it yesterday. Right. Yeah. Right. We live in such a... Like, it's such a commodity to just have things... Like, speed is a commodity. Yes. Itself. Speed is a commodity. You can, you can sell that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so when it comes to me and I'm like, ah, processing may take four to six business days because... What if I got to make this oil right here? Mm -hmm. What if I have to wait for more packaging? What if I have to... What if I just have stuff to do in my personal life that I'm not going to be here the day that you come and pick this thing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Look at I mean, look at all these orders here. I have orders there from days and days and days because yeah. people... People are not available when you're available too, but then the assumption is to always be available. When you're... Especially when you're in the in the... When you're on the when you're on the customer side, uh -huh. you expect the supplier to always be available. Yeah. You know what I mean? We are gonna we lose our shit if there's no toilet paper at CVS, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um low key, like when I was over in UK, mm -hmm. one thing I peeped was that they don't wild out. No. <laughs> like they don't like I don't know, I imagine their supply and chain systems are different. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of like if I go to a store and like they're out of something, it's like you know what I'm saying, next week yeah. bro. Like, we might have it. You want to know a fun fact? What? Um, <laughs> okay. Walmart doesn't even supply their own toilet paper. They have a supplier that comes in every single day because they know that that's the fastest thing that sells every single day. Wow. So they can't they can't use their own. I mean, you can't get high on your own supply. Yeah. You can't mm -hmm. wipe your ass with your mm -hmm. own. I can't rhyme that, but you know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a little fun fact. That's because funny. You think about it and you're like, yo, I need to get this shit done. I need to get this shit done. But even Walmart doesn't even sell their own shit. Even they outsource. Even they outsource. Yeah. On, on that note, because this is what, this is like my main takeaway, yo. Because yeah. you said this in the beginning and mm -hmm. like you didn't come back to it. Yeah. But it, you, you said you have a wellness coach. Like, I do have a wellness coach. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's unique. I'm, I don't know many, I don't know, you're the only person I don't know what a wellness coach. I'm mm -hmm. going to keep it a buck. Yeah. Um... And I feel like that is an interesting, like, I, I asked you the question, and you answered it, I think, right there. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you have all that shit going on, and you mm -hmm. can't do nothing to stop that. But mm -hmm. how does, like, yeah, so how does having a wellness coach in your life help, or having just those ears, those yeah. people in your ear, mm -hmm. help you manage the, the balance and stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, just, it's. It's crazy because you think you can do things alone, but yo, even even the strongest of people need someone just to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important that like you just don't dump around the people around you because sometimes you're not looking for a response. Sometimes you just want people to listen. Mm -hmm. And so the beautiful thing about my wellness coach, we started our journey last year, actually. I did a 90-day intensive program with her. Um, we met every single Tuesday and basically just created a healthy relationship between myself 
and my wellness so everything from dieting to mental health to exercise to just making sure you're always in your body mm-hmm. and um she is such a crucial person to my personal journey um and, and my growth and my accountability because i have a hard time with accountability i like to think of myself i'm a campaigner so like i have tons of ideas but it's very difficult for me to execute mm-hmm. um so even the boss needs a manager even the even, boss needs you know um that reminds me of something that i read and I'm going to put the, the, the link, like the, the name of this book in mm-hmm. the thing, because I think everyone should read it. Um, it was the almanac of something, Navarra, something with an with a N. Um, but in it, he was talking about the first thing that is his priority is his health. Mm-hmm. And this is, an, this is a book about entrepreneurship. This is a book about business. Um, how much has has maintaining your own health, you feel, come into play with like the success of your business Mm -hmm. you know um before i met hartel and started my that's her name hartel uh before i started my program yo shout out to hartel that's my girl i miss her i haven't had a meeting with her i mean this will tell you everything i haven't gone to the gym i haven't been drinking my gallon of water i've been eating like shit because i don't have no accountability Mm -hmm. and it's hard to be accountable on yourself when everybody else is also counting on you and you have to make sure shit gets done and so not meeting with her has really taught me like about myself too and like how important it is to be healthy because when you feel good you like yourself more Mm -hmm. and you and this is one of the things she taught me too when you feel good like inside you are more apt to do the things that you need to do or the things that make you happy. Because if you think about people like with depression, for example, they don't even like to take a like Not that they don't like to, but they can't bring themselves to even take a shower or to clean their room. Yeah, or, you don't even have the motivation to do yeah. like basic hygienic things. Yes, you know yes. And those are basic hygienic things. So then That's when the exercise... And eating well mm-hmm. is way out of the picture. That's even harder to do, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't take a shower, how are you going to, like, I don't know, take a walk, do some push-ups? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point, it's just the motivation part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, damn, okay. Yeah. So, continue. You were talk- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just, like, when you have this, um, when you're in tune with your body, like, you and you're exercising well and you're eating well and you're vibrating at a higher frequency your creativity levels go up they go up Mm -hmm. because you're feeding yourself and like uh, a thing that i remember always is like she told me you can't fill other people's cup if your cup is empty Mm -hmm. and right now i feel like i've hit this point that i'm like am i i'm not filling my cup right now and everywhere i go i'm like you know i i'm talking to my friend christina she owns a massage studio and I'm like, Christina, I forgot how to self-love in this in this season right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgot how to take care of myself. Like, I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't done anything that I 
typically do. Like, I was doing two kickboxing classes back to back. That's two hours. I remember you when you were whooping ass, bro. Yeah, and and I was on my plant-based shit, and I was drinking a gallon of water every single day. I've been suffering from dehydration lately. Like, something's been off, and, like, just my, my environment, bro, and, like, not drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. Is that is like cornerstone yeah. for me? Um, yeah. I I don't. You probably can't tell on Cam. I have mm-hmm. been feeling weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm agree with you. Cause same. Yeah, same. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, you just gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's so hard though. <laughs> on that note, cause I remember when I got it was the first time we linked up when I got back from Providence. Yeah. We sat down at the at the brewery the other day for the first time in a minute. Um. And you were telling me about a text message you received. Was it a text message or was it an email from the University of Cor- yes, Cornell? Of Cornell. Cornell. Um, is it just Cornell? Is it University of Cornell Co- University? Cornell University. Yeah. I'll never understand the 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 proposition placement and you know what I mean um, some of these things. Yeah. What was that? What was that? Um, that text about and like what was your what was your thoughts and reaction to that text? So that text was about me having a moment um, with my career in Sirena Secret. And um, the last few months, I haven't really like launched any new products. It's been very um, stagnant. Like I hit a plateau. I was super, super, super high. I won the first place, the grand prize at E4All, the business program that I did. And then I got the materials that I wanted. I got the high that I wanted, but I kind of stayed there. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. I've been there in this plateau. And in in thinking about ways that I should pivot um, and the ways that I want the direction of my growth to go into, I decided that my biggest problem is not that I can't find a good shampoo. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't have a good curling cream. It's not that I don't have a gel that I can just go get. Yeah. You know, my biggest problem right now is that the people around me are suffering from health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom has gallbladder stones. My brother, Ouch. yeah, yeah, super painful. That, I, yeah, yeah. I had an aunt have to have surgery for that shit. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's yeah, bad. but you know what the remedy is here? They mm. just remove your gallbladder. You have stones? They don't take out the stones. They take out your gallbladder. It's like, all right. Do you even need that shit? Do you even need that shit? I don't, I don't shit. know. Appendix, gallbladders, I don't know. Questionable. I'm saying. Questionable I'm saying. organs. <laughs> Right. I don't know. But you, you don't, don't need just, them? You, you were saying, I don't know. <laughs> I'm him, like, you just don't need them? Yeah, like, yeah. niggas just take this thing out. Like, what is that about? This is this is one of the fun facts I love about evolution. When people are like, yo, man, you, you told me we came from monkeys? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. We, we def- that's not how it happened. Nah. Um, although occasionally I desire to fling shit. Yeah. Um, metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to say is that, like, there's a lot of, like, like evolutionary remnants mm. like our wisdom teeth mm-hmm. our appendix mm-hmm. i guess our gallbladder now too something about we're not gonna have pinkies in the future or something i don't know about none of that i mean but because i don't think it's that it's, it never works like that big bro it's like you feel me? You're, you're you're it's literally just your jaw bro yeah. like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's like these weird organs that change and for example the reason we don't use our appendix no more is because we eat cooked food yeah you know what i'm saying but the thing is that like 
for the amount of years human beings have been eating cooked food, it took a long ass time for that shit to become Tax. useless. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot why we got here. We're talking about wealth, though. I mean, not, not wealth. Wellness, we are wellness. talking about wealth. We're, We're talking, talking about, about wellness right now. Yeah, the fact yeah. that, like, <laughs> we don't eat those organs. I guess we should just take them out. But other people in my life, like... That shit ain't cheap. <laughs> yo, what? Cancers? Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. My family going through, like, getting lipomas removed, like, going through cervical cancer, my close ones. When I was in college, my uh, my roommate's mom beat colon cancer. People die from colon cancer. That's a, uh, yo, R.I.P. Chadwick, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and just, like, thinking about this and the fact that, like, I've been able to reverse, not reverse, reverse, but... I've been able to, um, because I had to think about it. I'm like, reverse? Yeah, I do reverse it, but, like, that's kind of crazy how that sounds. But people's hair be falling out, and I just, I make it grow back. But I stop the loss. Or, like, I strictly remember at the beginning of my journey, and I always recount this story, that there was this one girl, she has alopecia. Um, Alopecia is this, this just, it's what Chris Rock got smacked for. You feel me? Uh, that's bad. It's just this crazy... I don't even know what it's called. Disorder or something. Your body just your body just starts to turn on you. Mm-hmm. But it causes all your hair to fall out. It causes your eyebrows to fall out, your eyelashes, your body hair, and the hair on your head. And this girl told me, oh my gosh, after using your products, I didn't have to go to the hospital and go get these painful shots that I usually get. Mm-hmm. It's like into your into your whole scalp and you know, it's yeah. like wow, the one thing that your body's just supposed to do, grow hair to make you warm, your body doesn't even do that. Like mm-hmm. it's is knocking it out of your body. And the fact that I made something with my hands and my knowledge that I procured off of the internet, I was able to make something so that you don't have to go and get painful shots on your head. Yeah, yeah. And I think about that often. Literally crazy. How do you feel um, being an independent, you know, and being an entrepreneur has allowed you to almost, like, maintain a certain level of quality? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, a big thing that I emphasize within my business and the projections I want to go ahead and and get into is that I never want to see myself on a sh- on a shelf of like a like a Target or a Walmart. A Target or a Walmart, never. Mm-hmm. I um never say never, but I never say never. Never know. say never. I do not want to sacrifice the integrity of my product and the quality to be able to meet everyone's mm-hmm. needs. Because, one, I am selling luxury wellness because it is handcrafted, it is intentionally made, it is mindfully made. Um, I, I produce everything here, you know, with lots of love and lots of, lots of thought into everything. And I feel, even if I were to have a factory or a workshop that houses other employees that will help to do this one day, I I want them to be part of something bigger, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want to be, like, these big, like, conglomerate um, companies that just take over. Like, 
I don't want to be a sellout. I feel you. I don't want to be a sellout. You know, I want to... I want things to stay priced the way that they need to be priced to be able to pay people the way that they need to be paid. And (laughs) to be able to pay people and to be able to live a quality life and have a quality product and Mm -hmm. just always remain that way. And um, I always say, like, I'm not the Victoria's Secret, like, splash that you could buy, like I'm not. I'm not a little Victoria's Secret perfume, but I'm not the Baccarat uh, okay. 540. You had to say I didn't know what Splash was. A Splash, it's a perfume. That was lost it's it's on a little me for perfume. A um, but a, a little Victoria's Secret one is like 25 bucks. But if we're talking about Baccarat Rouge 540, that's 525 dollars. And we're talking about the scales of luxury, right? And yeah. I like to think that I'm right in the middle. I'm like a nice Coach perfume. Uh, I'm like a nice. <laughs> Um, that's good that's YSL good. like yeah. I'm still accessible to those who who would like to get a more luxurious product um, I know you're not into this world right now but there's this brand called Miel or Miel and Miel was another black owned hair care did it get bought? it got bought yeah, over think- the fucking weekend Oh, this is not what I heard. I heard something about a yeah. black-owned business being, but that was a while ago. I didn't hear about nothing happening. It keeps this. happening. It keeps oh, happening. It keeps yeah. happening. There you go. And so, Mayel makes this makes this beautiful hair oil. It was at CVS, Target, blah blah blah, in the ethnic hair care section. Mm-hmm. One white woman used it on TikTok. It flew off the shelves. Over the weekend. They sold their business to P&G. P&G is one of these huge conglomerates that own most of the things like Revlon. Like they they just buy the companies, right? And so they all sit under yeah. this umbrella of P&G. So now the the natural community is so upset because they're like, ah, oh, another black owned brand that we love being purchased by the whites, being being watered down by the way so we're not going to have the same formula the price is going to change and that's why they do it to be able to meet the status quo how much the majority of the products now in the ethnic hair care section they're not owned by ethnic people yeah 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 they have the story still written imagine if the story said that Sirena's secret was born out of da 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 carol's daughter for example just got sold too um, mm-hmm. To Unilever, I believe another one of those big companies that owns like Gerber and all of these different products, and um, mm-hmm. they got sold too. But the story still says that Carol's mother lived in Brooklyn, <laughs> and da 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 da. But it owns it's owned by a white man. Yeah, yeah. Some and dude named Joe or Dave. Some dude. Know. Some dude. Um, and that's just like it's crazy because now you go into these sections and. Each day, more and more of them are being bought out. And again, I feel like another thing is, like, we don't understand what goes on behind that. Like, were they threatened? Like, what happens behind those things? You know? Behind these huge companies wanting to come. It's competition. You can... You can you can do a lot of things when you compete. There's a lot of different ways to compete. Yeah, so if I'm in there, I'm already... I'm already vulnerable Mm -hmm. to these things happening to me. I'm already vulnerable to being bought out by the white man. I'm vulnerable to have my craft sacrificed and my hard work. And I think people get upset, too, when they see black businesses being bought by white people. Because it's like, what about the generational wealth? What a, I mean, yo, 
That might be it though. Type and the shit. legacy. That, the legacy and generational wealth are two different things. Because mm. I feel like the business is legacy. But that check, they might be getting offered. If it's not through other other means of, mm-hmm. of being bought out. You know what I'm saying? If it's a fair check for like an exaggerate, like a, a hyperbolic mm-hmm. number, you all, you got the generational wealth. Mm-hmm. You might be good for three three generations type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is, this is why I asked the question earlier. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, when I think about small businesses and then when they have to compete with these large corporations, um, unless you, like, get bought out, like, is there is there a plateau? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To how much money you can make before you have to, um, like, upscale so large that you do, you do the, the product becomes diluted just by the sheer size of your operation. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't know. I think that reminds me to answer the rest of your other questions. Yeah, too. please. I was um, meaning to go back to that. About Cornell. Um, <laughs> that goes back to it, right? I, I hit this plateau because yeah. I've been doing amazing. I've been doing amazing. I got my shop. I got my workshop. I have three retail partners right now. Um, but business is stagnant. And so that brought me to notice what's going on around me. Why do I have to pivot? And so in thinking about, like, what the fuck is going on with everybody? Everybody's sick. Everybody's sick. And I'm like, I I use herbs on the daily. I use plants. I mm-hmm. use different powders. I use all of these great things. Why don't I get into holistic medicine? Mm-hmm. Why don't I study clinical herbalism? Yeah. Why don't I just become a natural pharmacist? I think that's a good idea. You know, and um, I've just been thinking about things that help me and like things that 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 I know heal people. I mean, like I make these body butters. I have someone that comes in here and purchases a thirty-four dollar bottle of body butter when they could just get some. They can get some Aveeno that says eczema on it at Walmart, but they come to me because this is the only thing that soothes their very uncomfortable excellent mm-hmm. and they come to me and, and they purchase from me because like they believe in the quality and they believe in the integrity of the product mm-hmm. and i'm like imagine if i not only sold um cures but i sold preventative 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 medicine yeah. as well you know and so i'm like i've always thought about the idea like i would love to get into supplements because mm-hmm. i go into the store and i see all these pills and stuff and i'm like what is like what's this huge option like this this you know all these options you know how i think they make vitamin d by the way how they catch the sunlight and it's now that's what i'm saying dog (laughs) you can't just yo you know like if you're sad like they they prescribe you vitamin d for 12 weeks that's fact that's how the fuck do they get that (laughs) i need vitamin d daily especially Mm -hmm. during the winter because my mood is not it's hard for me to stay upbeat and positive. Yeah. I find I'm much more prone to negative things. And it's one of those weird things where I'm like, it can't be the vitamin D that's giving me, that's making me think more positively. Yeah, people behave bad in the wintertime. Yo, brother, I'll be so, ugh, I'm an asshole during the wintertime. I'm time. saying, but, I know it's a thing. Um, that's why that seasonal depression is, I didn't think it was going to get me because I've always been like, ah, that shit don't phase me. Until I went to Dominican Republic for a whole month. Once you year, get once you get the sunlight on, you realize ah nah, it's the cold. You it's realize the... what's wrong with people. Yeah, yeah. Cause why? It's the weather over there, for lack of better words, le está llevando quien le trajo. 
because they live in an under industrialized like yeah. nation and underdeveloped. It's a fucking third world country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone is so happy. Yeah, everyone thanks God. Yeah, everyone, even if they don't have something to eat, they're still hopeful. Mm-hmm. But here, everybody's so miserable. Yeah, everyone's and so miserable. I like to point out that you used a very important word. They're still hopeful they're because still- I think that's the main difference. Like I don't know. I remember when I was sad in the U.S. and I'd, I'd have somebody, a family member, be like, yo, we got people in the yard starving, son, this, that, and the third. Like, mm-hmm. what do you got? Whatever, 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 right? Um, and it's sort of like what I was missing was hope. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because it's scarcity breeds hope, too. That That's the one thing. 100%. You, you, you eventually, like, you're, you're caught up in all the misery and you have the choice to either like wallow in it mm-hmm. or like look forward to something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know that there's very, I think there's a lot of things to freaking look forward to in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it'd be hard sometimes when you, I think the other problem with the speed commodity, yeah. with the, like access is also a commodity sometimes mm-hmm. where like, I don't know, we can have, in, in the U.S., we can have whatever we want whenever we want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yep. where's the effort in mm-hmm. any of that? Where's the hope and expectation mm-hmm. in any of that? I'll tell you, um, I read The Happiness Equation by Neil Parisha. It's supposed to be, uh, like, an entrepreneurial book. Um, but really, it just applies to everybody. Um, and one of the things that he talks about, he kind of shows a list of, like, when everything came to be like electricity toilets with their like with their dates and um at the bottom was it's the like wheel? no wow. it was everything that could kill humans before like poor water access yeah. or like no grocery store lions and now lions right Yo, so I'm... we're literally at the, at the top of the food chain yeah but i also want, I want to point out birds mm-hmm. used to be able to kill us they were used birds to, are scary. They're used to exist people. They're used to exist birds that could pick you up and then eat you. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Birds are scary as fuck. Anyway, aside from the birds that used to be able to pick us up and kidnap us, <laughs> um, at the bottom of the list and like it says like 2018, it's like you, and it's because humans have conquered everything. And except, put themselves at the top of the food chain. Except the self. Except the self. I like that. That's now, what this podcast about. The only thing that kills people is depression. Yeah. And like sadness. Because we have everything. We don't have to work for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just your mind. It's, it's um, I, I, I think human beings will really problem solve. We're really problem and solution oriented. Yeah. And when it when we feel as though the problems in our life are alleviated, mm-hmm. um, we fall we fall victim, like, into our own selves. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One thing I was thinking of earlier is, like, I noticed that my mom was really bored. You know what I'm saying? And in her boredom, um, like, it's not that, like, she was just, she was trying to solve problems that did not need to be solved. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, if you got, like, an older dad who's always trying to fix stuff around the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I forgot why the hell I brought that up. Nah, but I feel you. The other day, it was yesterday, I snapped at my mom. Because I'm like, I think she's bored right now, too. And I snapped at her, and I was like, because she... She went to tell my dad something about me. <laughs> Yo, I love that. I like, love when they do that. She stitched on me. Mind you, my parents are not together. Like, mm-hmm. my parents haven't been together since I was, like, 13 years old. Like, it's been a hot minute. 
But my mom was at my house and she like went over to my dad and was like, Reina. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, are you bored or something? Like you stirring up drama just to have some fun right now? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? But yo, parents, boredom. You, you know, um, retirement was invented by the Germans because they just didn't want old people out doing anything. But really, the brain is not supposed to retire because yeah. if the brain is not actively fulfilling a job or doing something, then your brain deteriorates. Yeah. And that's why you see old people working like little retail jobs and things like that because if they stay home, they die faster. Wow, get your ass up. Yes, literally. And that's another thing in that book. But that just brought me, like, that idea. Because I'm like, damn, we just need to let people work. And, like, actually yeah. be out and be social and, like, do stuff. Because if not, their yeah. brain just dies. I'm going to I'm gonna sound like a dickhead for this. But there's, like, this subreddit on Reddit. You know what Reddit is? Yes, yes. Uh, and it's called Anti-Work. Okay. And I think it was on the news once or something, man. But I, I don't know. Because I understand the anti-work in this sense. Mm-hmm. You know... There are many instances where people feel like they're getting shafted by, you know, their employers or perhaps yeah. by a certain industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we talk about entertainment industry. People are getting, you know, clipped out of contracts all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's why the independent artist is becoming a very new, um, like a new experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, where, did I, where did I start with this? The entertainment industry. Before that, bro. We were talking why about... Why I need a notebook? <laughs> why I need a, this is why I need a notebook, guys. <laughs> we were talking about retirement and the mind and the idleness and how yeah. um, you have to work. Oh, the anti-work stuff, man. Yes, yo. the anti-work. Because here's my thing with that is that it's exactly that. I feel ridiculous not working. Mm-hmm. And I throughout my life, I've had people tell me, like, Daniel, that's not good. And it's like, I, you know, and that... And I used to agree with it mm-hmm. until I started looking at work differently. Mm-hmm. And, like, what is work, mm-hmm. right? It's not just um, sitting down for this from, from this time to that time mm-hmm. and then doing X amount of to-dos with this, right? Yeah. Sometimes work is actually, like, as a writer, for example, sometimes work is going to the movies mm-hmm. to get some inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I'll be at the movie theater with a fucking notepad. Like, I'm a nerd like that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I'm just like, oh, that shit was mad fire. Mm-hmm. That shit was cool. Mm-hmm. It's the idea. It's not work if you enjoy it. And I think beyond that, it's not work also if you can somehow, like, receive pleasure from the outcome mm-hmm. like you know what i mean i don't know how much you actually love sitting here and mm-hmm. making beauty products mm-hmm. as compared to wellness wellness products mm-hmm. wellness products thank mm-hmm. you um as compared to like actually seeing what the wellness products do for people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying no one's actually read my book yet you know what i mean yeah. the, the audio version is coming out this year <laughs> but it's really, like i don't know what's gonna happen right mm-hmm. um but do you feel like you live more for the joy of seeing, you know, the outcome, mm-hmm. the result, the the joy of others as compared to just the joy of the process. I would have to say that I I love the process, especially seeing where excuse me <clears throat> where I've grown in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> my mom and I had this this moment the other day when um, my my commercial mixer finally came in. Mind you, this is like 
a 175 pound machine that I got. It cost $2,800 that I got with my prize money from from the E-for-all. And this commercial mixer, we're just like, we hooked it up. We made the product. Mind you, the product used to take us like six hours to make because I had to whisk everything by hand because those little tabletop mixers, like those KitchenAid ones, they wouldn't do anything. Like I would have to dump it out and then add more product and mix it and then dump it out. And mm-hmm. me and my mom had this moment the other day. We kicked our feet up and just watched the <laughs> machine. And we were eating like, I think we were eating like wings or something. And we just watched the machine. Some fried chicken. We're like, this is fascinating. Like to think that this used to take us hours. And back when I was working in my, in my brother's den and my grandpa would have to be like straining all of the product because we used to mix it. Then we would have to strain it in a colador. And the fact that it just, the process just like changed completely compared to where we used to be. I mean, I even just got this little filler machine. So before I had to like manually pull the lever. Now I got an air compressor and I got this manual thing and I just press a little button and it, and it comes out measured to the amount. And I'm like, I've enjoyed the process so much because I've suffered the backache. I've suffered like, you know, so many things with creating these products and like even just like before when i used to send it out it had to be refrigerated Mm -hmm. like i used to buy ice packs and freeze ice packs so that when i would ship it to florida to california to fucking chicago i would have to wrap everything in that foam and then i would have to put ice packs and ship it out and sometimes the last straw that i had that i was like i'm gonna change the formula it arrived to someone in Florida, but the um, the shipping was taking longer than two days because the product could only survive like two days with the ice packs. And it splattered all over her bathroom when she opened it. And it That's just kinda, was on the walls and it was everywhere because it fermented. I low-key just want to see that happen. It was so terrible. Like, <laughs> I was so <laughs> sad and disappointed and I was like... I can't keep doing this. And so, like... I'm just curious as to the devastation. You know what I mean? Um, I've had some very devastating moments in business. I mean, I had one maybe a month ago. I'll tell you real quick. But going back to that real quick, it's Please. just like... Seeing how the process has changed for me and how much I am able to adapt and do hard things, I think that's what makes it even, like more of an enjoyable experience for me. Mm-hmm. So you said, what do I enjoy more? I think I enjoy the process more. More? Ah, okay. I think I enjoy the process. That was my answer too, for myself. Like, yeah. I have had to change my mentality. I'm not focused on the destination. Mm-hmm. I'm focused in the journey and learning and learning to savor the moment and enjoy the experience more because a lot of our things are just like... Very fast. It's so yeah. We think that everything has to be a certain way, and if it's not this certain way, then we didn't do it right. But yeah. I'm a strong believer in like whatever's happening right now is supposed to be happening. Yeah, yeah. We got to make do and be resourceful what we yeah, got. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. But just to tell you this disaster that happened to me the other day, and I, I really only spoke about this to my peer group because I'm like, they're the only ones that are not going to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. They're going to be like, damn, that's crazy. Now you just got to keep going like Mm -hmm. you know because when i go to my friends and i tell them what happened to me 
I'm working at my workstation. Boom, I'm in my little lab area. I just finished basically creating the four oils that go into here. So, um, in these oils, is not just one thing, but, like, I macerate products. Um, so, I infuse things. So, like, in my... I'm glad coffee. you explained that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I infuse. I was going to act like I knew what macerate meant. Maceral, maceral, right? So, in my hibiscus oil, for example, here goes hibiscus flowers, goes jojoba oil, goes some sunflower oil, a couple different oils, a couple different herbs. And I let it sit for, like, a month, these, mm -hmm. these herbs, right? So I prepare all my oils. I got this one, this one, this one, and this one. These are eight gallons, like, in total now, right? Each one is two gallons. Uh -huh. I have it all on the table. I made the set. I'm ready to prep it, ready to bring them all over here. My table leg collapses. I'm like, Mom, hurry. The table's going to fall because it still hadn't fallen yet. By the time she got there, eight gallons of oil fell on the floor. I don't want to clean that up. I was scrubbing. I had to boil hot water, yeah, throw hot oil. water. Me and my mom, my mom just looked at me. I wasn't even disappointed. And that's when I realized that I, I'm just like, I, I can't be upset because everything is happening the way it needs to happen. And I don't know if that was telling me, like, you need to slow down. I don't know if that was telling me you need to be more conscious of the process instead of just trying to rush things out because people need them. You need to be more, like, you have to have more intention with the mm -hmm. product like you used to have. Mm -hmm. And so, after that, I didn't even cry. Like, old me would have just started crying. You know how much merchandise I just lost? I don't know how much eight gallons is, but if you, you're selling that... Let me tell you, two ounces cost $22. You know how many, how many ounces are in a gallon? 128. Now, 128 times eight. That's how much money... <laughs> Lot. that's how much money just went and and it's not even that it's like the fact that like the ingredients the 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 mixed thing the the canisters that had these things in they shattered all the herbs went everywhere all the finished product went everywhere and I had orders that i had to rush out mm -hmm. so i lose and part of the process is like you're gonna lose sometimes mm -hmm. you're gonna lose so hard being an entrepreneur but again just going back to like enjoying the process and like being so intentional that's so important in whatever mm -hmm. you do like just make sure everything you do you do it with grace and you do it with love and like compassion into everything and don't try to rush because mm -hmm. um lo, lo barato sale caro. Mm -hmm. you know like your work is expensive your time is expensive so like treat it like it is you know don't don't rush yourself. So I'll be going through some L's in here. <laughs> but my L's are so quiet to me, you know? Like, I don't tell them to everybody. But it's so hard because people think being an entrepreneur is just like zeros in your bank account and vacations. No, mm -hmm. no, Like, no, no. I'm struggling. <laughs> it's really easy to focus on the negative, man. Yeah. How have you... This is something that, that comes up often for me. Yeah. How has, um, like, ego management... How has ego management been involved mm -hmm. in you know, dealing with those losses. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, I've definitely had many ego deaths in my, mm -hmm. in my process. Um, even just dealing with people, too, because you lose people along mm -hmm. the way of, these, of this journey, and you notice what you would rather spend your time on and spend your energy and your money on, too, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but the ego... You can't have a big ego in this 
in this realm because you will get shot down. Like, you know, part of part of being an entrepreneur is like asking for help. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything yourself. As much as you want to do everything yourself, at some point, you're going to have an ego death when you learn you have to delegate. And, like, right now, I'm kind of experiencing that, too. Wow. Yeah, you I feel You have to that. delegate. You can't do everything by yourself. No. As much okay. as you want to, as much as you think you're the only one that knows how to do what you do and good, mm-hmm. it's about releasing control. Because I've, I, one of my, um, one of the books that I read, this, the um, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, it's like releasing control because you're going to be so much more in control when you release control. Mm-hmm. The thought of being in control. Because me thinking I'm in control of you and you doing something that upsets me, I'm no longer in control. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. me releasing that yeah. gives me all the control. It's kind of like, it's something that Mike Tyson said once. Mm-hmm. I feel like it resonates right now. He was like, um, if I allow you to make me angry then you have power over me. It's the law of detachment. Mm-hmm. Don't be attached to an outcome. Don't be attached to things that people say about you. Don't be attached to any of that because a life lived in detachment is such a better experience. That's why the journey is so much more important than the outcome. I'm like, I can say that I don't want none of this in, in the store, but who knows what happens along the way? Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens in the journey? Who knows if I get something bigger, something better? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what does that mean for me? So the journey, the journey is so much more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I like you to explain that attachment for a second. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, my younger self would have mm-hmm. definitely misunderstood what you meant by um, this attachment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, if we're just operating on regular, like, nomenclature, you know, connotation of attachment, mm-hmm. I think many, from my experience, people would think the same thing I, I would have thought before, you know, I read certain, or I heard certain explanations mm-hmm. about atta- attachment. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you understand attachment to be? And like, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, particularly in, in, you know, business, because... I don't know. We hear the word detach, and it might it might conjure up like social, um, mm-hmm. or like interpersonal mm-hmm. thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it's an interesting problem because, as an entrepreneur, but also as a person, like as a person, you have to attach yourself to things and mm-hmm. people, like just you know, what I mean, in a basic way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our relationships with our parents are attachments. Our yeah. friendships are attachments, right? Mm-hmm. So how how have you managed, or like, what has that experience been, you know, detaching and attaching? I know you said, you you know, things happen with friends are here along the way, right? Yeah. You know, what has that been like? Um, not even with friends. Let's talk about, like, relationships, too. Um, and I know, and, and these are just relationships for everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um... Just just connections you have with people. You period. mean just overall relationships? Relationships. Okay, thank God. Like, when people... No, no, no. Like yeah, a relationship good, good, good. between me and you right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Or if I were to have a romantic relationship, um, you hear a lot of people now like, you're dating to marry. You Do you hear that? I don't hear that very often. Okay, enough. maybe because I'm a lady and I hear other ladies saying that like, oh, I only date to marry. I'm only going to date you if I women? see... Can you introduce me? I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> but I'm only dating because 
I'm going to see myself getting married. Mm -hmm. But people don't date for the journey. People are dating for just the destination. That's an interesting... Oh, wow. If you let go of the destination, you enjoy yourself more. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because when you let go, when you detach to the outcome, and then this relationship also goes back to the business. When you detach yourself from the outcome of Next year, in March, I have to make $624,000. Damn. If I, det- if I stay attached to that, I'm going to be so disappointed along the way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so upset when things don't go my way. I'm going to be so down when I break these four, ga- four eight gallons yeah. of oil. I'm going to be so upset when I break those things. Mm-hmm. But if I detach myself from that outcome... And I give myself the pleasure to just enjoy being and enjoy this connection, regardless if you are going to marry me or not, or if this business is going to be my one stop forever, then I'm going to have so much more of an enjoyable experience. Yeah, because you just get to be present. You just get to be present. You get to be present. When you are attached, you start making um, excuses for the things that disappoint you. Damn, that's funny. That's crazy. You know, me and you are in a relationship. Uh, I just want to repeat that real quick though, because yeah, yeah. When you, when you, when you said when you're attached, you make excuses for when you're disappointed. Yes. When you're attached, you make excuses for when you're disappointed. Yes. Okay. Because you're like, "Mm, you know, me and you, I'm, I'm seeing myself to marry you right now, but I really hate the way. That you brush my teeth. That you brush your teeth, and that, or, or like, you, or like, you think you can fix things about people. Like, mm, I really hate the way he does this, but I can fix that about him. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Yeah, to be fixing yeah. anything that this grown person of twenty three years have already developed all of their habits, and who are you to fix them? Yeah, yeah. When really, people serve as a catalyst and they serve as a reflection of what's wrong with you that's you think ego, you can fix everybody that's an ego problem right there that's an ego problem that's you think ego. you can fix everybody you think you could change somebody fix like, yourself yeah. why do you think you can fix people what's wrong with them yeah yeah because you may not like how how they brush your teeth but somebody else loves it it's not necessarily there's a problem with the person but mm-hmm. a, a problem with the way you look at the person exactly you know what i'm saying exactly. I, i've had this i will talk a little bit about like personal relationships a little mm-hmm. bit. I've had the case where I don't know from a distance. Like I like I probably don't talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. and I'll be like mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then when when you get close, I start getting hella goofy. Yeah. And I've noticed some people are disappointed by that fact. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like because mm-hmm. they thought you was one way. Like yeah yeah, and mm-hmm. they wanted me to be one yes. way. Like you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. I've had people. I've had people be very upset at the fact that, like, I'm a very direct and blunt, like, friend. Don't even get me started on that, bro. I'm such a blunt friend that people expect something else out of me, and then you're disappointed because you shouldn't have that assumption. You shouldn't have that attachment to me being a certain way. And I've, and just to go back to, like, relationships and friendships, I've found myself having to choose moments to not be attached because mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I met this person. I really want to love this person, but I hate the way that they do this. And then I'm like, but it's not my job. You can either let that shit go that you want them to yeah. be like this, or you can mm-hmm. let them go. You know what I mean? 
And then I find myself like, oh, when I just, when I let them in, letting people in is so hard, right? Mm -hmm. When I let them into my thought process, when I let them into my relationships, when I let them into my, to my workspace, then I'm like, okay, I don't have to feel so like guarded up either because I want you to be a certain way because if you're going to be my friend now, you have to be my friend forever. Yeah. Knowing that people can change and people can grow away from each other. And sometimes you just meet people for a season or for a reason. <laughs> and that's that. That's, 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 that's a good way to look at it, yo. And so this whole journey, it could be for a season or for a reason. I've met people that, like, one of my good friends, she just opened up her, she opened up her beautiful dessert shop, closed it down within a year. Wow. And you think that, like, the biggest thing that is going to be your thing forever is not. I thought I, when I was through the ages of 13 to 19 trying mm-hmm. to be a rapper, I yeah. thought it was life or death. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then shit happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you give it a big swing. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you become very disappointed. But this is what yeah. I realized, like, after the disappointment dissipated. Um, and it was funny, man, because I, I had put together a big-ass show called Men on Fire in, like, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a pretty good show, man. It was just the start, but I had been attached to certain outcomes mm. um, that I was so disappointed with it. But it was it was looking bad. I'm like, that was a solid show. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, no, but I remember when I got through that little bout of depression, I locked myself in my room for, like, two weeks, and I didn't do nothing but... Um, like, just smoke weed and play video games, bro. Mm. Because I was, like, trying to just scorch the earth of my brain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, like, eventually I got out the slump. And I'm like, oh, yo, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's still... Like, I may not want that anymore, but, like, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of things to go mm-hmm. through. Um, yeah. You know, you're just always thinking next chapter, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, um... Just because I didn't explain my current, where I am right now, you know, I hit this little moment with Sirena Secret, um, and then I had this moment that I'm like, no, this has been the only thing, like, I had this ego moment too, right, like, I can't work for nobody else, because I've been my own boss for like a year and a half, like, I can never go back to work working for somebody else, like, hell no, and then I thought about it, I'm like, how are you ever going to learn how to manage people and you don't you don't grow like you don't you're not born knowing how to be a leader you can have the essence you can have tendencies yeah as my boy jp says mm-hmm. you can have tendencies you can have tendencies but you don't know until you go and practice until you put in a situation yes. where you exercise those tendencies yes. so i saw an opportunity um Spicket River Brewery, I saw an opportunity. My friend needed some help. There needed to be some type of control. Um, I've always had a problem with authority, but I could be a very authoritarian person. <laughs> That's the contradiction of life. You feel me? I could be the authority, but I want to be a different kind of authority. Yeah. Because yeah. the authority that I've been challenged with, they, they weren't very, um, how do I say... Like, they don't see people from I understand. people. I understand. And I, and I like to think that, like, I can see people and, like, what they need. And mm-hmm. um, I found this, I, I saw this opportunity and I was like, you know what, let me take it. 
And so in this journey, I not only like wanted it to like fund my expenses when business is getting slow, but I also wanted it to be a a point of like education for me and mm-hmm. practice on like when I bring in people to Sirena's Secret, how do I hire well? How do I interview? How do I monitor training? How do I... How are you managing every step of the process to ensure exactly. high quality? Exactly. Because that is that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, if you leave certain tasks to untrustworthy mm-hmm. people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, then the product's just not going to be exactly. good. Exactly. Am I hiring you and then I'm just watching over you to see if you're doing things well? Mm-hmm. No. No. I remember I read this um, Emergent Strategies by um, something, Marie Brown, maybe, mm-hmm. um, a woman author. And, you know, she was talking about, like, trust. Yeah. Mind you, I actually hate the way this book was written, but it had so much good content. Mm-hmm. I feel like she wrote that style for cash. Okay. Like, it was it was a very, it looked like a very profitable style, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When I read her other writing, I'm like, I hate you. Can you just write like this for me, please? Okay. Um, but anyways, yo. You know, she was talking about um, when you're a leader, you have to put certain response. You have to put responsibilities on other people mm-hmm. in order for two things: in order for you to see if you trust them, mm-hmm. but also so they know they can trust you. Yes. Because that, like, you trust the person who trusts you. Mm-hmm. Like, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. And I and I see myself going through that right now yeah compared to what the bosses on top of me say about people that are in there and i get to learn them and i get to learn their life and um i don't know what happened before when i was there and i don't care for it (laughs) because i'm here to make my own experiences Mm -hmm. and to just to meet people where they are i'm a big person on meeting people where they are you can't just go ahead and want to push somebody in a direction. It's just like, yeah. I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to see what you need, and I'm going to enhance your experience. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a better experience for you to be here. And going back to that trust thing, I show them that I trust them, and then it makes them trust me back, yeah. too. And so, like, they come to me, and, like, they, they talk to me, and they're, like, you know, they're very happy to have a person like me there because they didn't have that before because... If one person needs to be micromanaged and another person doesn't need to be, then that person is always micromanaging that person. And, you know, there's it, not a balance. It creates a strained relationship. Yeah, I've, I've had the experience with certain employers where, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like I'm not getting the credit I deserve. Yeah. And part of it, I've looked back on them and I'm like, oh, it's because... You didn't give me the credit because you had to watch their ass. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. were busy. You were too busy looking over there mm-hmm. to come look over mm-hmm. there. Or I'm helicoptering you over you. I'm yeah. hovering over you when you don't need to be hovered over. Yeah, that is that pisses me off. Yeah. Like, don't ever look over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. real quick. Because I trust you. Yeah. And so, Thank you know, you. I... <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but I, I've just noticed that. And, like, yeah. you know, dealing with people and even just... Enforcing authority. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I be talking shit. Like, I be no, like, like, I've always been one to like talk my shit and like defend myself and stand my ground. But I find myself in these instances now working this nightlife. I'm like, it's you question it. Yeah, I'm like, this because they it, all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's a lot, it looks a lot different on the authority. Yeah, you know I'm like, mean? well, I'm so unfuckable and you have no idea. Even though I would let myself get fucked over maybe once or twice in the past, but now that I'm like, yeah. 
I'm such a good boss and I'm so unfuckwittable and you're not you're not gonna do nothing. I understand. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um it's respect. When yeah. people respect you and like I had an intern before and that experience just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. It just didn't go well at all. But then I realized where I didn't hire well, where I didn't monitor well, when I didn't um, you got to reflect on how you how you performed as exactly. yeah as as that person that yeah. figure in charge. If you are noticing the quality of my hosting has gotten better, I hope so. It's because mm-hmm. homie Adriel gave me some some tips after yeah. our our podcast the other day. So what he the, do? What's he tip? Nah, I ain't go. I can't I can't spill trade secrets, fam. You know this is cut. <laughs> nah, there was no trade secrets, but I just I just had to be a better host. Like, yeah. Real talk. Um, nah, it's been great. No, but okay. Damn. So backtrack real quick. Yeah. Um, the, the, the management experience, yeah. the, the, okay, you had the intern, it kind of went bad. Yeah. Um. I just learned how to stand my ground more, because I feel like before, I, I could have been a more passive person. That's um, funny, because I had never seen you like that since I we know. were 14. I know. You know, we've almost known each other for like 10 years now. Yeah, it's been uh, a long time. I think it, it'd be 10 years this year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, been a hot minute. That's crazy. It's been a hot minute. But it's not, it's not more so, like, passive, like, I let people shit on me. It's, like, passive, like, I would let little things go. Maybe they would bother me, but I would let them go. But now I, like, I address them. Because if you don't, if you don't address the problem, it turns into something bigger. Mm-hmm. And, like, really emphasizing, that goes back to boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. I've really had to emphasize my boundaries in this, this setting that I'm in right now. Because even if the person above me wants me to do something that could have made me uncomfortable, I just, I, I put a stop to it. I'm assuming it's recording. What happened? I hope it's recording because I think that light's supposed to be red. Oh, for real? Oh, but it has a little dot on it, no? And it has a little red thing that it's recording. I hope so. I don't know. This shit is funny, bro. It's okay. <laughs> even if we just got the audio, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just going back to it. Um... Even if the person above me, the authority, the authority, the person that's paying me wants me to do something, I put a stop to things that I am not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And um, and I only hope that the people that then work for me are also very communicative about that. And comfortable. Yeah, and comfortable. And so in learning to exercise my boundaries, I've also learned... Um, to respect other people's boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's one of those things where I feel weird telling people what to do sometimes. I know, it's, it's so weird. It's a question like, who am I? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at certain points, you know, you got to get shit done. Yeah. You know like, I try to be, like, very nice about it. Like, you know, when I first started coming in, I'm like, hey, can we make sure we, like, mop the floors? Now I'm like, hey, the floors need to get mopped tonight. But before, I'd be like, hey, like, you know, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, hey, chop, chop. Like, we got shit to do, like... Alright, thanks for watching Character Development. If you enjoyed the content so far, make sure you leave a comment, like, sub, do whatever we gotta do to work that algorithm. Um, anything counts, everything works. Appreciate y'all. Remember what I told you? Everything in the universe that's happening right now is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So what are these things supposed to teach me? And what are these relationships supposed to teach me? And so when I think about it, I'm like, mm how long will this last but then i'm like but i want it to last a good amount of time so like learning that balance like hey and and also checking in with people it's so important to check in because some people are not as um 
open and and you know available to talk about what's going on with them or mm-hmm. their thoughts and like some people do need to be addressed like hey you know how are you feeling like can i check in with you and um that's something that i've like i've just been taken back i'm like okay hey how do you feel about if i do this or since i've already been in this position of creating all of this and being in charge of all of this i kind of just assume the responsibility and then she's like hey like wait 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 this is an us thing and i'm like you're right. This yeah. isn't us thing. I'm so sorry. But it's like that. Like, it's a mania. Like, I've already developed this. And I've already... You need you need people to... to you know, everybody need. You need people to be a person. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I keep saying to her... Um, and, when I, and when I check myself, when I find myself frustrated working with other people, um, I always tell myself that alone you go faster, but together you go farther. Mm-hmm. Where did you get that from? I don't know, but I heard it one time or I read it and it's just been stuck with me. And every single time that I'm frustrated, I'm like, yo, I can do this shit and I can go really fast. But like, if I do it with someone, it can go so far because those Mm -hmm. things that I am not good at or those things that I don't want to do, there's somebody else to do them. Mm -hmm. And we can share the load and we can decompress when things happen instead of it just being me, 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 me. And so I'm like, together we can go farther. We can do more. We can exceed our own expectations. Mm-hmm. So I always have to check myself. And I have to, like, come back down, you like, know. Like, yourself out type shit. Mm-hmm. I get you. I mm-hmm. get you, yo. Yo, we've been yeah. running now for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. Um, Yo, yeah. I'm ho- I'm low-key hoping to get the time up on these shits. Um, real talk. This was honestly one of my yeah. favorites, too, by the way. I hope yeah. you know. Um... How long is your is your podcast supposed to be? Because I was looking at it when it was like an hour nineteen. I was like, how long is this? It's it's usually like forty, like forty five to an hour. Okay, you know so you're just saying? gonna like cut clips and stuff. Yeah, 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 you know. And the cool thing about having extra too is that we um. So on this on this point, yeah. I would also like to give a big shout to my my production crew, <laughs> Sonic Ma- Sonic Valley Media. Shouts to Eric Rivera and Francis Tavares. If you need any um. Podcast production, if you need a quick studio session, they will go straight to your crib and record your tracks. You need to do your audio book. They're also producing my audio book. Tap in with Sonic Valley Media. You know what I'm saying? Those are the peoples. On that note, also, yo, you want to plug in real quick? Um, I just want to say thank you because a lot of times you just don't get to talk about yourself and, like, get asked questions. People don't people don't have conversations no more. Everything's very just surface. That's why I have few friends. Yeah, like a lot I of agree. people a lot of people know me, but I don't have a lot mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. a lot of close friends. I like to say I have a lot of acquaintances. But when people actually get to know me, they're like, You're nothing like what I thought, expected or what I thought you were like. And so I appreciate, you know, holding the space for you to be here, but also you holding space for me and your yeah, yeah. and your whole team and this whole thing and i'm excited for where it's gonna go no no thank you yo you know i you have been um a confidant and friend since feels like we were children i mean teenage years weren't it's basically childhood yes um and now honestly Raina, you have been a large inspiration in my life because i have seen you just be an entrepreneur since we were 14 15 you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. with the starting off with the makeup and, you know, that's funny. At one point, I was remember, like, in college, we were having a conversation. Um, 
And I remember you getting frustrated with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this conversation. I don't. This is one of the ones I don't. You remember? Maybe. You uh, refresh, refresh my memory. This is one that I don't remember because there was no like damn moment in mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like if there was like a oh shit, I yeah. would remember that. Mm. But I I remember it was before it was before we left for COVID. Okay. Um, and you were wondering what the fuck you were gonna do because you were getting fed up with yeah. school. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to you, and I remember just. I look at it now, and I'm like, I didn't understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was trying to tell you something that I wasn't I wasn't in the position to give no advice, no feedback, no nothing, mm-hmm. because I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And seeing you build your business since then, like, I feel like I'm getting to that spot where, like, yo, I'm, I'm beginning to understand where you're yeah. coming from then mm-hmm. than you are now, yo. And that's a lot of people around you, you know, around me. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta be delusional. Gotta you be gotta delusional. be a little delusional. Um just like transparency but like my dad up until i won the e for all he didn't buy it he didn't buy the business it's two years it's two, years, two years and a half he still didn't oh how's your little business going about, <laughs> that's big business to you sir talking about you made you made almost thirty thousand your first year yeah talking about next year I imagine what he makes what he makes and it's not to to ever disrespect a parent because I appreciate your sacrifice and yeah. I appreciate your journey and I appreciate everything you do for me because that's my partner now like you know he's like in, he's involved he's he's involved he put the floors in my store he he put these floors down does he, he do, does he do flooring and painting no he oh. just my my landlord said oh I need a hand he left him here doing the whole shit by himself my dad did the floors he set up my new commercial mixer like it wasn't until he saw me win that he was like, yo, you know how to speak in front of people. Because <laughs> I gave a speech. I had the people cackling. And I, yeah. and I had the people feeling, like, really emotional. You yeah, feel me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he was like, oh, I didn't know. Yo no sabía que Like, al público. And I'm like, I've been doing this. Like, yeah. it's really crazy. And so, you'll, you'll always be met with resistance. And you'll always be met with these people but that's why you just gotta stay more delusional stay more stay more into your craft mm-hmm. fall in love every day with what you do and even the days that it doesn't feel so good like it's okay that's life mm-hmm. like not every meal you t- you eat is gonna taste so fucking good but when you have that good one like it's so good mm-hmm. and i like to think there's more good days than bad days there's always more good it's always perspective man as mm-hmm. i feel like yeah, man. I, I had this situation with my mother earlier today. Yeah. She got mad at me for talking to her a certain way. Mm-hmm. But, like, granted, she didn't. She wasn't being observant of what she was doing. Yeah. And then, like, she gets mad at me. And she's like, oh, my God, you hate me. Jesus, yes. Louise. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, you're such a, you're such a Dominican woman. Like, yes. like you know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you deaf almost your age, right? We have the same mom <laughs> at this point. And, and my thing was, I'm like, yo, every morning I wake up. I go to the coffee machine and I give you a kiss on the cheek and say, good morning, mother. I love you. Yes. And you think this one time, because mm-hmm. you're pissing me off mm-hmm. doing something that I've asked you to stop doing, yes. then all of a sudden I don't love you. Yes. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and it stems from things that they've experienced. And that's part of the journey, too, that accepting that the people around you, as much as you think you know them, as much as you love them, they're just people. Yeah. Just like you, you do shitty things. I, I do shitty and things. And you do shitty things to other people. And you experience super bad days. 
they're no superwoman, superman. They experience just the bad days. Ain't so, no super person, bro. Just persons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forgiveness is such a big thing that'll... That attachment to who you are supposed to be, to who your mom is supposed to be, to who your dad is supposed to be, they're just another person that went through shit just like you. Mm-hmm. And you'll live a happier life in attachment. That's real talk. That's real yeah. talk. They're flawed people just like you. So I'm like... On that note, yo. That's that. That's, that's 140, so This is the longest part we've had. I'm But, you know... If you want to purchase some... Let me give you my elevator pitch real quick. Pretend like I didn't even give it to you in this whole spiel. Uh, All right, right? We're going to cut this to the front. This is this is the thing. Nah, this is the ending right here. All right, all right. Set when home. you are a business person, make sure you have your 30-second elevator pitch. That's yeah. 30 seconds that if we meet each other, you'll know everything that I'm about and you are going to support me because you're just... Boom. That goes across all things, not just all businesses, things. but like as a writer, my yeah. book, I, I can tell you what it's about in mm-hmm. 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. You need to Always gotta do that. summarize your whole thing. Ready? So my name is Reina de la Cruz and I am the CEO and founder of my business, Sirena Secret, where we cater to the natural community seeking luxurious wellness care who are often dissatisfied with the inequity selections in the market. Our product takes a mindful and transparent approach to bring healing through ethically sourced and clean ingredients. Basically, our aim is to support your personal transformation while keeping true to sustainable practices. Woo! Yes, yeah, a fire pitch. Like that. And so you can purchase Sirena Secret at sirenasecret.com. You can follow us on every platform at Sirena Secret. And peace and love. I'm about, I'm about to get some products real quick. You already All know right. the deal. Peace and love.